Hi everyone, I'm Jace. And I'm Yinling. Thank you uh, for joining us for another episode uh, and welcome to Freelance Creative Exchange where every episode we speak to a freelancer about freelancing and the gig economy. But today we have quite uh, different guests in uh, the sense that they are not really freelancers but we introduce um, them more a little bit later. We have Ashima and Sean with us today. Yo. So, um, hello. <laughs> Hi. Hi. <laughs> so Ashima is actually a co-founder and CEO of Warrior 9 VR, which is an immersive content company that specializes in CG animated VR from Singapore, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we have Sean today with us. Sean is a CEO and design director of uh, Better Brew Productions, which is a local gaming company that specializes in mobile strategy games. So very welcome to both of you and thank you for joining us on this um one of our first podcasts here, mm-hmm. right in uh, Pixar. Uh, what can you just tell us more about what projects you guys are working on right now? Anything? Okay, so <laughs> uh, we are working on a couple of games. Okay. So there's a strategy game, uh, which is actually a lot about tribalism. People working together, also working mm-hmm. against each other. Um, resource scarcity is a thing. Uh, that'll be end. That'll be out hopefully end of this year. Right. Uh, we're also doing a idle sort of a town building simulator that'll mm. be out in mm. October. Oh. So more casual audience for that second one. Right. Okay. How about yourself, Ashim? So we do two things. We do commissioned VR work and AR also. And then we do our own IP. So mm. we're working on um, an animated CG science fiction series called The Phoenix, which is in VR. So 10-minute episodes. Um, and we're hoping to release that later this year. And then um, apart from that, we uh, are also doing, it's kind of an ongoing thing, a project called Oceans We Make, which mm. is about plastic pollution in the ocean. So there's a VR sort of interactive game about mm. that, and then we're now creating some AR content around it as well. That's interesting. Wow. Okay, yeah. well, that sounds very exciting. Both projects, mm-hmm. both of you, <laughs> and and today it sounds like we are actually into the very high tech industries. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one from the right. mobile game, and one from the <laughs> VR. <laughs> yeah. so actually, um, uh, like Jace introduced, right? We usually have this uh, podcast where we introduce freelancers, mm. but today we want to sort of talk about the other side mm-hmm. of the screen where um, I'm sure both of you in the course of running your business you have hired freelancers mm-hmm. and have worked with them in one capacity or other. So um, have you two actually worked with freelancers? Do you work with them very often? Mm. For us, yeah. Mm. We, I mean it depends on what the project requires. Mm. We'll hire freelancers as we need them. Mm. Um, you know, and of course the core of all the work happens in our team. But for example, sound engineer, we don't have mm. a sound engineer on our team, mm. so we would work with someone for that. Um, for all of our projects, um, we hire actors to come on board for, you know, to voice a lot of the stuff that we're doing. Mm. Um, from time to time, we might need other functions and we'll look outside of the team for that. Okay. Yeah. So, Sean, in, your, in doing games, you know, mm. you have a lot of creatives on board already. What kind of freelancers do you hire? I think for us... Um Actually, it really depends from project to project. Mm. So we do have a core team and we are what you call full stack. Mm. Um, but we've definitely worked with freelancers of, in fact, all the disciplines from coders to artists uh, to sound engineering, composing, okay. um, even writing. Um, so I think we 
we're very open to that. In fact, we, we do need it because the games industry is very project focused. Mm. Yeah. So if the, the project true. has a tighter deadline or a new project springs up, mm. the core team just can't um, handle all of it by ourselves. Mm. Um, I think the games industry is also a very tight-knit one. We're all effectively family. So mm. uh, we don't necessarily view it as freelance. It's more like, hey, there's a cool project. Let's go work on it. <laughs> um, do you know someone who's like great for this art style and go like, yeah, yeah, I'd love to work with so-and-so. Right. Mm, um, I so I think due to the yeah. nature of the, the industry, um, yeah, we're very project focused anyway, so freelancing or working freelancers is a natural thing. Right, okay. right. Mm. It's similar with, um, just to add to your point, mm. the VR industry is so new. Mm. Um, so it's a very small community yeah. and similar in concept where yeah. you kind of just draw on your friends and network and say, hey, you know, I need help with this thing. Can you? You yeah, actually, on one of the things that I was very curious about, especially for VR, is that, like you mentioned, it's such a new um, industry, you know, such a new specialization and niche. So how do you find the right kind of people to mm -hmm. work on that? You know, there's no, a lot of them might not have the experience yeah. in doing such a thing. How yeah. do you choose them? Yeah, I mean, it is an industry where really nobody has ex long-term experience right mm. so we're all kind of learning as we go along mm. um we draw a lot of expertise from the gaming side mm -hmm. of course because we're also in cg yeah, in, so right. there's a lot of overlap there mm. um and it's always a question of finding people who are just open to learning on the job mm. and troubleshooting and being, you know, approaching things creatively. Mm. So it's not so much that you have to show me that you know all the software, mm. you know, right. but it's more about, okay, you have the basic skills and this is going to be a project where we need to all put our thinking caps on to make mm. what we want happen. Mm. So you have to be a person who wants to do mm. that. Mm. Um, and that is one of the things that, you know, I look for when we're talking to freelancers because mm. I feel like they kind of fall into two buckets there are freelancers who are mm. they just want to execute so come tell me what i need to do and i'll yeah, do it yeah. and then there are freelancers who are want to be collaborative and mm. you know have an in actually input into the project so those are the the people that we sort of focus on yeah. Okay. So, Ashima, we understand your background is more into news journalism, you know, communications and things like that. And it's for as long as a decade, about mm -hmm. 10 years. Then yeah. when you decided to actually switch the industry and then move into like the high tech, yeah. you know, part of <laughs> content creation. Oh, you make me feel old. <laughs> okay. um, well, I, yeah, I started off in news, um, in TV. Mm. Uh, and actually, after 10 years of doing that, felt that, you know, I've sort of loved telling stories mm. and how can I apply that in another way? And I moved into impact storytelling, so mm. still kind of filmmaking and, yeah. um, you know, but just a different type of storytelling. Uh, and so, you know, once I was working with actually a nonprofit that kind of ran like a startup. Mm. So we and we were exposed to a lot of people who were running their own businesses. Mm. And it got to a sort of point where we could happily I could leave the team, um, start my own company, continue to work for them and then do other stuff as well. Mm. And so that's what I did. And VR kind of came along as, mm. as another way of telling a story. Okay. So we had, through our own company, we were doing a lot of passion projects. And we had a script that had been floating around for 
a few years, a mm. sci-fi script, which originally we thought we'd do for TV. Mm. Um, but, you know, as time went by, I realized that's going to be hard to get off the ground. Could we do it for web? <laughs> right. That's also hard to get off the ground. <laughs> and then we met someone who was like, let's just try a bit of it in VR. And mm. VR had just kind of started as a thing people mm, could actually right. do themselves. Um, we made 90 seconds of it were absolutely blown away mm. by the possibility. And then we were like, let's just do it. Mm, so, okay. yeah, that's how. That's very brief. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's like, yeah, but I think it's more about just the excitement of telling stories in right. new ways. That's really right. what it yeah. is. That's yeah. true. I guess yeah. we're all finding new ways and new stories to tell. Also. Yeah. 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 Sean as well, right? Actually, yeah, it's it's story? somewhat <laughs> similar. There's many things that I'm familiar about it. Yeah. Uh, so I think um, a lot of the current crew and myself, we all used to work for uh, much larger gaming companies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we, we learned a lot there and had a good time as well. But I think there came a point where we wanted more ownership over what we were making. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think we, we kind of looked around, realized that um, we had the ideas, we, we had the team, mm. uh, we had contacts to the investors, we had contacts to the publishers, mm. uh, what was stopping us? And it literally, it was a why not question. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I had opportunity to, to go uh, elsewhere, mm. right? But I think we, we really thought about it and said, I mean, you know, we're still young, uh, may as well, there's, there's less things that are dependent on us. Right. Um, it was a good, good, time to, to, mm. to try mm. and I think um, as it went on I think we realised how, how blessed we were essentially in that sense like there were the many things that we could call on or pull mm. on mm. Um, mm. many contacts um, and I think that's that's primarily what what drove uh, I mean I mean yeah I'm here speaking about it but for us we're very close as a team so mm. we looked at the whole thing and said yeah okay we've, we've got um, we've got enough to form a small army let's let's yeah. do it yeah, that's yeah. So, but you started out as, oh, at least you had some experience freelancing yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. Actually, a lot of team, a lot of the team. Yeah, <laughs> but um, uh, we always say over here that freelancing is is running your own business mm. essentially. It, it is essentially. How how different is it transitioning from you know just just mm. having to care about yourself, mm. you know, and then suddenly having a team, um, and having to be responsible for so many other people as well. I think it's similar in some ways. You're just expanding the scope and the scale. Mm. So, I mean, even as a freelancer, you have responsibilities to the project, mm. to the team that you're working with. Right. Um, I mean, the best projects that I've, that I've been on, uh, I mean, your, your family. So, mm. so now it's mm. more like you're a closer kind of family. But uh, like I said, games industry is very project-based. Mm. So no matter what, you want this dream to come true. You want to make yeah. this dream together. Mm. Um, in that sense, I'd say that the feeling is very much the same. And, and if you're a freelancer and you're working with, with a team that you love on a project that you love, mm. um, yeah, there's, there's no real difference. It's, right. it's, it's very much there. Yeah. Yeah. Let's assume that they deal fairly with you and you deal fairly with them, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that, that's that very important. Be that should yeah. be part of it. Yeah. But I also understand, Sean, you spend some time in Australia as mm, well. Yeah. So in terms of the freelancing landscape in Australia and also versus Singapore, is mm. there a lot of difference or actually it's quite similar? <sighs> I think it's... It's not so much about location, it's about mm. um, timeline in career or timeline in skill set. Mm. So no matter what, I think when you start out, it's rough. 
So it's about trying to find the first project or company or client that gives you a chance. And in a way that, I mean, you're also giving them a chance. Mm, yeah. uh, we've all heard, this, I mean, horror stories of like either side getting screwed over. Right. Yeah. So I think I see it as um, being responsible mm. on, on both sides, right? Yeah. So as a freelancer, you have to be responsible to the project. Mm. Um, you can't like double book stuff. If right. not, you, mm-hmm. you just don't have the bandwidth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can't, I mean, pitching is good. Knowing how to sell is great, mm. but you can't oversell as well. Mm. And then obviously from yeah. the from the other end, like please be fair to your freelancers, like yeah. like they're only human. They're not gonna pull off like x x amount of work mm. in y time, that kind mm. of thing. Like mm. like you work in the industry, you know you know what's humanly possible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But speaking of that, do you guys have any like horror stories to share? Oh, it, mm. on the other hand, you know, do you have any positive? Like, oh man, mm. I'll, I would definitely. I'm always looking for this kind of freelancer. Do you have those mm. kinds of experiences? I mean, I would say we put a lot of time into who we'll work with mm-hmm. just to make sure that we're all on the same page. Mm-hmm. And The interview process, you mean? Like, oh, getting yeah, to know the person. Yeah, because again, for me, it's more attitude than skill set mm-hmm. sometimes. I mean, it depends what job function it is. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, like I really want freelancers to feel like when they work with us, they're part of our team yeah. for that period of time. Mm. So it's not like you're an outsider who's just executing something, but, you know, you should feel a sense of you belong with us on that project. Yeah. And it yeah, and also not everyone has that personality, so mm. which which is fine. Yeah. So not everyone wants to work that way. Yeah. Um so I think we really try to you know, know people. Mm. And so much of it is also our network. So mm. like, you know, like we were saying earlier, you kind of know who you can work with um, because they're in your network. Mm. So, mm. yeah. So it's sort of like, you know, the people who you hang out with is more or less, you know you can click with them anyway. And that's yeah. the reason you hang So how them. would you advise a new freelancers, right, to start building that kind of network that you mentioned about? How if let's yeah, say a freelancer sure. who is in interested in VR or mm-hmm. reality, what is what are some of the suggestions you would give to the freelancer in terms of approaching you or your <coughs> companies and things like that? Yeah, so one of the things that um I do is I'm mm. chair of the Asia VR Association. Mm. So that's a free organization to mm. to join join. Um, mm. We have a community of close to 3,000 people. Um, And what we really do is we do hold regular meetups. Mm -hmm. Once every two months we try to do them. Mm -hmm. And really the point of it is for people to meet each other. And, you know, because also the industry is at a point where there's everyone from hardcore developers to very casual enthusiasts. Um, And it's just about bringing everyone into a room so that Mm. they can all know each other. And so everyone's welcome. So part of it is looking up opportunities like that. And I think in any, you know, in any industry nowadays, at least you have things like meetup.com. So that's Mm, how we organize our meetups, right? Right. Um, which, you know, you didn't have when I was, <laughs> when like 10 years ago when I was, you know, transitioning into a new field, stuff like that didn't exist. So, you know, there's Facebook groups as well. Mm. Yeah, true. Those are very um, useful. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if the game Exactly the has. same. Yeah. So for us, it's uh, things like IGDA, Singapore right. Indies Meetup. Yeah. So right. it's exact same platforms, right. meetup.com, Facebook groups. Yeah. Then there's your unofficial WhatsApp groups. Mm. Yeah. Um, but... 
yeah, I mean, just just find the the circles where mm. where they or people all swim together, mm-hmm. and sometimes I think the tangent ones are good as well. But I mean, mm. like, I also shot to I think it's IXDA. They mm. specialize in UX and mm. stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what are games? But shaped user experiences, right? right. For certain things. So right. yeah. um, sometimes finding that. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Actually, one of the one of the common issues or challenges that we've ever had, uh, always had with not only um, freelancers that we, but even mm. the guests that we have had on our uh, show as well is that um, is the networking part. Because I think a majority of um, creatives having used, uh, being more used to one side of the brain and it's, you know, a lot of times a very individual mm. um, passion, you know, um, to network is actually really difficult. Mm. So let's say you guys are at a networking session. What mm-hmm. are you guys looking for in a potential hire? Yeah. I think. Uh, sorry. I'll, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, my, my crew call this weird. So I've I've learned how to be an extrovert. So <laughs> yeah. my true nature is I'm it's actually an introvert. An introvert. Yeah, that's, that's the same for a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, especially in the creative field, right? Yeah, so right. I, I really need my space. I, right. I kind of want quiet time to think. Mm. So for me, um, I don't really view it as networking. That feels a bit soulless. Mm. I, I don't know, so I reframe it in my mind. Mm. So I try and find um, the commonality. Um, like, what what do you love? What are you mm. fighting for? Mm. What kind of projects do you want to make? Mm. So I think when, um, or at least when, when I look at it that way, right? When I try and approach it that way, then it's it's your in a way shortcutting to try and find someone's values and mm. seeing whether they align, mm. looking at their outlook, whether there's things you could um, mm. align with again, alignment, mm. I think, mm. right? And if you do that, then the chances are, especially in a creative field, mm. you're gonna end up with projects that have something in common. Right. And for mm-hmm. me, it's about finding that bridge. Right. So if you go like, oh, do you do you like a sense of adventure mm-hmm. um, or artists, you know, like how about uh, steampunk or mm-hmm. floating islands? They go like, yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. you're probably getting hired. Because <laughs> I mean, you understand, right? So there's yeah. this contextual knowledge yeah. uh, basically associated right. with that. Sometimes some of that, it's hard to to test for in a formal mm. a formal mm-hmm. way. You're, you're just trying to yeah. see whether they get the references. Because right. yeah. like I said, creative industry, so you go like, oh, there's a reference to like Rick and Morty if you mm. want like a certain mood or something, right? Yeah. But if they're like, what's Rick and Morty? Then yeah. you're like, who's Rick? Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be difficult. Yeah. Right. Yeah, um, how about like that anime or this anime or Made in Abyss, you know, that kind of beauty, Studio right. Ghibli, then you're like, oh yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about versus like, what? Mm. If they go, what? Mm. Then it's like, yeah, probably not the art style. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I love that you say it's not, you don't kind of look at it as networking. That's mm. that's a good way to put it mm. because that does scare people. Mm. And I also had to learn to be a networker, you know, like <laughs> it's, the, I think it doesn't come naturally to a lot of people, yeah. especially in our region, yeah. right. you know, because we're not naturally yeah, outgoing not folks, to be, right? To keep to ourselves. Yeah. yeah. So, but, so how do you, how do you overcome that first step, right? To convince yourself to yeah. talk to the next person? Yeah, I mean, I actually did, did a lot of work like to become that way. Mm. So kind of self-development, you know, reading things and just t- trying to trying things out um and you know you were saying that at an event how Mm. do i sort of 
yeah, scan and look yeah. at the potential. I mean, it's eyes. really about, for me, people who are enthusiastic and mm. just come up to me and want to talk. You mm. know, like, so many people will just sort of not ever engage. Mm. And, you know, and I think the people who do engage... Mm. I mean, I'm always happy to follow up, to meet them, whatever it might be. Mm. Um, and one of the things, actually, points I was going to make about whenever we get approached by people. So we do often get emails, like mm. cold emails from people mm, or yeah. something, right? Um, it's the persistent people who get my attention. Mm. Because also, we're a small, busy company. Right. And it's yeah. not always that I'll... The first time around, someone's messaged me and I just, you know, it's like a million things going on and it sort of slips through the cracks. But the people who keep coming back are the ones where I'm like, oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I need to meet this person or talk to this person. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So, but we've talked a lot about, um, I guess, personality and the character that you guys are looking for. Mm. Um, But are there any specific skill sets you think of? You know, you you can't do without. No matter how enthusiastic you are, like I really want to join this mm. gaming industry or this VR AR industry, you do still have to have those essential skills in order to step into it first. Yeah. Do you guys have any of those? those Definitely. That you're yeah. I, I think for for us, um, if you talk about working with freelancers, then it's just simply a portfolio. Mm. Uh, what. What have you done? What are you rocking up with? Right. Mm-hmm. And I mean, to answer the perennial question, which will always come up like, oh, I don't have enough of that, then the answer is very simple. You make. Mm. You make anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think even, I mean, we talked a little bit about forming a company. Like before the company, there was like nothing. So mm. it's, it's one of those chicken and egg things. You're like, mm. you've got to find some way to make something. Right. And then, and then the rest will, will flow. So for those who are starting out, it would be um, think of projects you would like to work on. Mm. Uh, what's your dream project? Then if it's, um, depending on what discipline you're in, uh, coding, illustrating, mm. um, 3D modeling, whatever, mm. there's something you can build. And essentially, if you bootstrap that far enough, you'll find collaborators. And next thing you know, you might not actually be a freelancer anymore. You've got mm. your own company, which is mm. kind of how this happens yeah. anyway, right? Yeah, um, But it's really about getting that first thing made. You mm. need to have something to show. Mm. I think that's really important because... For us, yeah, I mean, what what you make is mm. is, is your portfolio. If you, if you don't have that, it's a bit right. hard to to hire even. Yeah. yeah. So if you come across a portfolio that wasn't up to your expectations, mm. right? Mm. Um, do you just kind of say, oh, you know, uh, you know, guys, we don't we don't need people, or would you actually try to actually help that freelancers to improve on himself? Okay, and so that? definitely, uh, we we do. Mm. Uh, mostly because I think the games industry is small anyway so mm. odds are like okay that's my junior that's my mm. colleague's mm. junior right. uh, and I think no matter what um, all of us are learning on the mm. journey for us um, we do have uh, a second layer which is more for full time hires but mm. sure so it's more of a, a small test right Right. so for artists it's an art style test or a technical sort of test mm-hmm. um, there are definitely people that we keep in contact with because that's partly how some my team met. We used to draw together, mm. right? Uh-huh. Um, so there are some some people more junior that maybe we'd love to work with in two years. Mm. They're just not there yet. Mm. Uh, but it's definitely people that we keep an eye on. Mm. Okay. Um, and then if there's something that they can do for us, sure. So mm. just maybe not this project or something. Right. 
but I think definitely there's um, how to say there's a there's a network mm. at play lah. Mm. Yeah. So Ashima for for the VR industries, right? Because that is really fairly new in mm-hmm. Singapore as mm. well. And as, as we all know, there's not a lot of um, existing talent that you can tap on. Yeah. So um. So what are some of the trends that you see in the upcoming VR industries? And also, what do you think are some of the opportunities that a new freelancers you know can can work towards too? Mm-hmm. So um. Well, so the VR industry is quite mm. wide. So there's two parts to it. One was is 360 filming kind of mm. you know mm. so live action content mm. um and then the other is, is cg which isn't happening as much um as live action and i think in singapore what i've seen over the last maybe 6 to 8 months is that there's a lot more in like real interest from mm. from companies about going into that type of content mm. so Previously, we'd go out to the market and most people would be like, oh, you know, it's interesting and I know it's a new thing, but I just don't really see how it applies to me right now. And then suddenly the shift happened where it's like, we actually really want to explore how we can do this. So Mm -hmm. can you help us, you know, to do that? Um, So I see the, the interest and opportunities are beginning to grow and the tools are also getting more accessible. So... Um, for example, with AR, you know, Facebook released um, mm. AR Studio, which is available f- to download. Mm. Anyone yes. can use it, you know. Um, so I think that what a lot of there are classes as well happening now in some of the polys, mm. in some of the independent schools to teach, um, you know, the basics of VR creation. Mm. Mm. Um, but I think really, and kind of going back to your point about having something to show, mm. um, you can just try try it on your own. Yeah. You know, that's the big thing. So like, for example, the, the base engine that we use to create our content is Unreal Engine. Mm. Um, that's a free software. So, Mm. you know, our team is Mm. self-taught. There's a lot of information online about how to use it. Mm. Um, You know, so, and it kind of speaks to also that person's kind of mindset, right? That they're a self-starter. Yeah. You know, they're willing to just spend some time upskilling themselves on their own. Uh, those things make a difference. Like when when I meet someone and they're like, "Oh yeah, so I just mm. bought this 360 camera and I started yeah. making things and here's something I can show," <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, wow, okay." You know, that's more of a yeah conversation right. starter than because mm-hmm. I anything. think a lot yeah. of people, um, creators especially, are perfectionists. Mm. You know, before they show something out, it's like it has to be perfect before it goes out. But I think in you know, a world where information is running so fast mm. and trends catch up so fast, technology mm. comes up so fast. I think that's not that quite important mm-hmm. as as important as just doing it first. Yeah. You know, yeah. Whether you guys yeah. agree or not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there is one thing I think that is now starting to be talked about, which hasn't up until this point, is this mm. idea that in the content landscape, there is this big shift happening into immersive and 3D mm. content, yeah. you know? That's like, right. that's going to be something I think that 10 years from now uh, is a given, yeah. that mm. you have some ability to create something 3D, something immersive. Mm. Um, and it's not like it's not like what we do now. Like, it, there's a new way of thinking about 
how to create content like that. Mm. And so I feel like people who really take that leap now mm. will be ahead of the game when it mm. becomes a regular thing. Mm. Um, you know, even how we share things online yep. is changing and yeah, moving in that true. direction. Yeah. Um, people, you know, companies like Google have released mm. platforms like Poly where mm. you can share your 3D creations. Mm. Yep. You know, like that's going to become the norm. Yeah. So yeah. 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 But I would say that kind of mindset, um, not everybody has. So mm-hmm. for example, we deal with a lot of freelancers and they have different years of experience, right? Yeah. So yeah, we have also like, you know, um very rare experienced freelancers, but they, they doesn't have that kind of mindset. They mm-hmm. feel that, you know, if I have a craft and this is my craft, right? And I need to perfect the craft, right? Um, you know, in order to actually uh, entitle me to be a photographer or mm-hmm. a videographer or yeah. even a sound man, right? So how do you suggest for for um industry or for freelancers who have been in the industry for so long, right, to actually try to start, you mm-hmm. know, to adopt a different kind of mindset versus how they they learn you know, I think you know, even you know, the veterans. Yeah, I mean, both of you have been in your your respective industries or your mm. companies for quite some time, and um, I think when we meet um, those who have been in their roles for a mm. certain period of time, you know, you they meet inertia. Yeah. Mm. Where they yeah. they're very comfortable yeah. where they are. They've been doing very well where they are, but the world is changing. Mm. You know, um, and you guys, um, um, I think have met. Um, with a lot of such situations where what you know knew before doesn't apply anymore, yeah. mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So, what kind of what do you think should should they adopt? Like mindset, I think, like Jay yeah. says. I think that one is um, actually just let go of ego first, because mm. I think because um, even even in games, like if you ask, even for the current projects we are doing, right. Mm. So we were planning to make just like one bigger game. Mm. Then we kind of realized, wait, this smaller spin-off thing actually is totally viable. Right. Mm. Um, and there was a point where we were like, hmm, sh- should we do this or not? Like, what's the harm? Like, yeah. you know, schedule-wise, after checking all of that. Mm. Um, I think we are at a part where user-generated content mm. uh, is possibly king. I mm. won't say definitely because mm. there's still a place for right. created work. But yeah. Um, I think people are a lot more creative than they give themselves credit for, mm. right? So even if you look at your uh, Instagram filters, for example, you go, where's yeah. the creativity in that? No, yeah. but people still choose, right? Yeah. They, they lay out yeah. the, the, yeah. the shot, right? Yeah. And there's all these like, there's a ton of tutorials out there how you frame a shot. Yeah. Why not? It's like, hey, these people are actually amateur photographers yeah. and, and there's post-processing, yeah. especially if you know people get a bit more curious, like what about this filter or that thing? And you could just go like, exactly, you're kind mm. of doing post-pro. Mm. Yeah. You're kind of like doing... Um, and the thing is, um, the the end users, if you put mm. it that way, like people who, who view your stuff, mm. uh, they don't necessarily care how it's made, right? Right. There's just so many ways to to get it done. Um, even like the software that that we work on. So mm. uh, we use another engine. It's called Unity. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, like Unreal, it's free. So you just yeah. look at that and like, oh, you can use this. And there's again tons of tutorials and make something in one day. Mm. Right? It's not going to be an most polished thing, but the fact is you made it. Mm. Right? So I think now more than ever, there's there's so many options right. to, to start off with. And it doesn't have to be the world's best thing. Mm. Mm. Uh, there's a space for, in fact, more casual things. Mm. In fact, sometimes people get scared off if it's too polished. Too, yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and true. now everything is about speed, right? It's about how fast you can get it done. Well, well I think yeah. there's, there's about content as well. It's just more like, 
stepping away from content snobbery. Because mm. mm. if you look at, um, even if I look at like my own uh, Facebook feed or mm. social media stream or whatever, right? Like I think about the last few things I shared, it'd be like there was a silly meme about football, somebody sliding. I go like that didn't take like years <laughs> of experience to make. Someone just thought it was hilarious, and I think it's yeah. hilarious enough to share. Yeah. And then what was before that? It was like someone's cute cat video. Yeah. And what was before that? It was like some silly stickman animation, something that was hilarious again. Right. So I mean, they're enjoyable, but they're definitely not like you know, high art. Mm. Yeah. So I think that's that's something to maybe our own insecurities get in the way. Mm. So there's an audience. I mean, yes, you you can you can build for yeah. a certain level of quality. Mm. But I'm saying that usually there's an audience somewhere. Mm. And sometimes people even want to buy into the personal journey. Mm. So I think that's yeah. one thing with, with artists. Some of them go, mm. my art isn't good enough right. to show yet. And yeah. you go like, yes, it's embarrassing. Yes, it's not the world's best thing. But think of it, like five years from now, when mm. you're great or something, right? Yeah. You look yeah. back and people go, oh my God. She got yeah, really, she really good, yeah. right? True. And and yeah, I mean that's 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 what actually helps sells that mm. that journey. Yeah. I yeah. think that that's heartwarming in a way. Yeah, yeah I mean, having said that, I you know there's this, there's space for everyone. I yes. feel like you know if your thing is photography and you want to get amazing at it in the way that mm. you know people have been for a long time, mm. then go for it. You know, mm. I really think it just depends. It, it does depend a lot on what kind of person you are. Mm. And there is space for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So having said that, um, in terms of um, now, because um, both you are a business owner wearing many hats, right? So um, other than worrying about, you know, um, the product of the company, um, you also have to worry about the funding, you know. Mm. And then, of course, you know, there is this... Yeah, and then of course there's this, you know, helping your employee or slash freelancers, whoever that you're working with at some point to actually upskill themselves, you know, making sure that they have the right skills. Um, and like I said, I mean, and karma, karma comes around. So actually, right. um, I'm grateful because I think we got a lot of effectively we call lobang. Mm. Like people, people did us favors and, mm. and introduced us to other people, yeah. and a lot of that was, um, I guess, because you, when you build a culture of uh, care. I mean, that sounds maybe a bit too big, but mm-hmm. you know, it's like you care for your for your friends and your industry and your world. Yeah, mm. I think people understand that. Same thing as like your your customers or your mm. your you know, for us, it's players. Mm. Yeah. Um, you can see when something is made with love, mm. um, and you can see when the relationships are also considered carefully. Yeah. I yeah. think that's that's something that. Um, is important. It's it's mm. practical in the long run. In mm. fact, mm. No, I think that's very well said. I think for a lot of creative individual, we all have a dream. We all start with a passion, right? Yeah. But the thing is, living in high stress Singapore, <laughs> you know, sometimes, <laughs> you know, up to one point in time, you probably okay. What am I doing here, right? Or maybe your family, right? You know, will be asking, "What are you doing, right? Going after a drink?" So, do, have you ever encountered a moment like this where it's like really at the low point, you know, and then you're struggling, and then how do you actually, you know, pick yourself up again and say, "Yes, you know, I'm I'm going to continue to build my dream." Mm. <laughs> how often do I feel that? Um, you know, it is, I mean, it's sort of the journey of entrepreneurship mm. is that, 
its ups and downs. Mm-hmm. I think probably freelance as well. It's mm-hmm. the same, right? You have good days, you have bad days. And definitely there are the days where you're like, why did I do this to myself? <laughs> but <laughs> I do really believe actually in um, what Sean was saying about the dream. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the day when you have nothing left, right? And it's just you and you're like, why am I doing this? It is that one thing that will pick you up. Yeah. I mean, you know, and so you you need to really just believe that you are going to get where you're planning to go. Mm-hmm. And the journey is going to be whatever it is. But mm-hmm. um, I think you have to have that yeah. belief. Mm-hmm. And with, you know, if you're on your own, it's hard, I think. Yeah. So I have a team... I have a co-founder, yeah. you know, mm. so we kind of can support. help, yeah, yeah, support each other. Right. Um, so I think it is harder. So hats off to freelancers who, you know, reach that point and and can still pull themselves up. Um, but it's I'm truly a believer in that. Mm. Like, you know, just having a vision of where you yeah. want to go. Um, yeah. And just push it along. I think my my input on that actually is yeah. is uh, slightly different. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's more like you realize you're never alone, never mm-hmm. truly alone. Because mm-hmm. um, I mean, forgive me, you feel feel a little bit like shit, right? Mm-hmm. Then if let's just assume you have some decent friends. Right? <laughs> <laughs> let's just assume that. Okay. Or rather, <laughs> it is important to have some decent friends. Yeah. Yeah. So Which is why it's, for it. it's, it's important nice. to, to yeah. still be connected to a community somewhere. Right. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. they might not necessarily even be your colleagues. They might not mm-hmm. necessarily be like your, your blood family mm-hmm. or whatever. But uh, even for us, small things like... Um, like we have a Facebook page for the mm. for the games, right? Mm. And people every now and then are like, "Hey, so we saw the game at Game Start, mm. and like, when is it coming out?" And you're just like, on one hand, it's a bit of stress. You're like, soon, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but on the other hand, you're like, okay, there are people waiting for this. I yeah. gotta, I gotta do it justice. Yeah. 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 Um, but I think as long as you're connected with that community, no, actually, you're you're never truly alone. The fact that mm. there are other people out there who probably feel the same way you do, mm. right? A lot of freelancers. Um, even bosses actually will be like, oh, stability issues. Yeah. I wish like, yeah. you know, yeah. we, we had all of this secured for the next 10 years. That'd be yeah. amazing. We have the funding for all the 10 yeah, that'll, that'll yeah. Great, you know, That'd be amazing, <laughs> right? That'd be great. Um, but yeah, truly, you're, you're not alone because if you were to reach out, like, even if you, like, like you blend it down into like, oh, it's not just freelancers, but you look at co-founders and you just type in mm. co-founders something into like Meetup or, yeah, or Facebook. Yeah, you'll find like, oh, right. co-founders Meetup group. And you're like, mm. definitely there's people there you can talk yeah. to about yeah. you know, all the yeah. things you're worried about. <laughs> yeah. Freelancers, groups, in fact, there's, there's even more. Yeah. So just yeah. go like, yeah. I, 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 in fact, say, yeah, you're not alone in this. Mm. Yeah. That's true. You're not alone. Yeah. Mm. It's also something I don't think people talk about enough. Yeah. You know, like, um, needing the, the support group. Yeah, I mean, just, yeah, and that the fact that there are these really low points, you know, yeah. everyone tends to kind of want to show this. Yep, the best. The, the happy, best, happy yeah. Yeah, 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 that everything's fine, it's all yeah. good. Yeah. Um, Being an entrepreneur rocks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like Instagram, right? <laughs> Everything is nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like, yeah, if, if you're, I guess sort of okay with sharing about mm. that with other people you're right there'll be mm. so many other people out there who are like yeah mm. I feel the same way yeah mm. that's right I, I think it's um, 
it's where people feel that the moment I start sharing about my dom pawns means I need help. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe you do need help, but people, um, I think it's um, the stigma that I might feel pitiful. Mm. Oh, this is more Asian mindset, right? If I tell you what I cannot do, so I feel myself weak, but I don't want to disclose my weak side to you. Do you think there's a does it have it got to do hmm. with like culture value kind of thing? I or? don't think so. Mm. Um, I don't think so. I think it's more like old school, maybe, mm. or it's just human insecurity. Right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think there's a different kind of strength maybe in being vulnerable mm. and sometimes you, you don't know like like your trouble might be someone's lobang mm. yeah. um, so yeah. I think if people attempt to see it that way then mm. it's less threatening mm. definitely I mean the, this point when you're feeling vulnerable you don't want to show anything at all mm. right yeah. like I think I understand that but um, ironically sometimes reaching out like helps on multiple levels yeah true, doors, true. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah I once yeah. heard the saying that um people are actually more afraid of embarrassment than of death. Right. Mm. Yeah. Wow. That's right. So that's, that's why hardcore. people get stage fright. Mm. They don't want to express themselves. They don't want to stand out there. They're afraid they'll get laughed at somehow. Mm. And that's that's terrible in their minds. And they just shake at that. So they rather let op- opportunities go. They rather mm. like not step out because they just don't want to face that. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> So we talked about the lowest point in life. Mm. So maybe you would like to share with us what's the highest point, I mean, so far yeah. in your career mm. as I'm an sure there are a lot more coming. Yeah. Like, what's it so <laughs> yeah, what's far? It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I think it's actually being at some of the game conventions mm. with my team. Mm. So we, we actually, we had an early prototype last year at um, Tokyo Game Show mm. uh, and again at GameStart in Asia but Tokyo Game Show was the first one and some of the team wanted to come along Right. Um, well number one it was Tokyo number two actually I really wanted them to see um, what number one the industry mm. looked like outside mm. um, number two I think it's it's a totally different level when you see people mm. who don't know you at all right. play mm. your game mm. like that. that's honest feedback mm. right there so I think we were kind of crapping our pants a bit. <laughs> uh, all very nervous and there's like so much setting up to do. And um, it's Tokyo, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's in so, a so country yeah. that has... A bit of yeah. language barrier as well. Yeah. Uh, but then when when some of the people came by and publishers came by, uh, everybody's like, oh, oh, uh, when is this game done? <laughs> and and you're like, actually, no, not yet. It's like, it's <laughs> yeah, right? It's, it's not done yet. It's like... Looks really, you know, it looks like it's coming yeah, along great. Yeah, yeah. You're just like, <laughs> so I think you're, I mean, you're you're really happy and exhilarated. Like, what you're working on means something, mm. and and again, like I said, that that's that comes back again when they message you on Facebook. It's like, yeah. hey, we saw this game, whatever, last year. It's like, is it done yet? And it's like, yeah. we're working on it, we're working on it. Um, but yeah, I think that definitely. And again, at GameStop, when we set it up, mm. and people came by, it's like. Play a game, you just like watch them and you're like, what are they doing wrong? Oh my god, we, we didn't fix that. 
oh, oh my god, that thing there. Oh my god, I thought yeah. we fixed it. <laughs> people are like, they don't notice anything. Yeah, just continue that's playing the on, thing. right? Yeah. And it just, yeah. you're just like, uh, so you know, you yeah. you can do this, and it, like you know, sometimes your teammate nudges you, or you nudge them. It's like, no, don't say that. We we need can't skew the out. Just, just, just watch them, like like play this. Then then they go like, oh, that was nice. Uh, so when's it coming out? It's like you know that question. Yeah. Then like, oh, soon. Later, <laughs> kind of thing, right? Um, I think that makes everything worth it. Mm. That makes everything worth it. Yeah. Great. How about you, mm. Shima? It's kind of similar. Like, we took um, the teaser for the Phoenix mm. on the road. So we went to a few Comic-Cons around mm. the region. Mm. And, um, and actually, Indonesia was amazing because we were in Jakarta. And... You know, we had no idea what to expect. Mm. And we were demoing. Um, it was a three-minute piece on the Samsung Gear VR. Mm. And we just, our booth got completely mobbed by people. And, Whoa. you know, people who came and said, I brought my friends. Mm. I watched it and wow. I brought my friend. Oh, or someone who nice. came and said, someone told me to come and watch this. And, like, one of the things about the VR industry, which a lot of people know who are in it, is that when you watch someone have their first experience and it's mm. a good one, mm. there is this moment where they take off a headset mm. and the expression on their face is like unadulterated awe. I mean, I call it awe. Mm. And it's one of those things that you never really get in life that often. These, these truly, yeah. mm. you know, like unadulterated experiences of all like you're a little kid and something's just happened and you're just yeah. like wow <laughs> you know and so like we see you, that wow yeah like someone else's someone else's <laughs> wow yeah. so you see that over and over again and yeah. it is just like an addictive kind of like you know amazing thing to see and so yeah. and that really is what keeps us going because creating mm. the content is hard you know it's yeah. hard work it's painstaking mm. But that thinking that you can give that to someone is mm. like the thing that keeps us going. And that is like a massive, you know, yeah. high. Yeah. Every worth a thousand million dollars. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's why you hope it translates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turn it into yeah. money. Yeah. Yeah. Hint, hint, and yeah. investors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, well, with the whole journey that you guys has, have been in, you know, if you could give one piece of advice to when you guys were just starting out, okay. or maybe even before <laughs> that, uh, to your younger <laughs> self, maybe, what, what, what yeah. would you say? Oh, that's a tough one. Yeah, Don't worry, so take some hard. time to think about it. A lot of yeah. things to say. Yeah, <laughs> no, I think for me, I can't actually complain. I mean, mm. the journey has been tough, but it um, at each junction, there was something to learn. Mm. There mm. were friends to make, contacts mm. to make, that sort of thing. So I think mm. it was necessary. Mm. Uh, if there's any advice, it would be like, maybe like, pay more attention to stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or do more. Do more. <laughs> I mean, you can always say do more, but sometimes I think it's also the, re- the reverse. Mm. Uh, learn to chill out a bit. Mm. Uh, mm. What you're panicking about was not worth panicking about. Mm. That's true. Like, that was not worth freaking out about. Mm. Uh, so maybe, yeah, it's, it's strangely the reverse. Because if I talk about my younger self, then it's mm. like, I'm a bit of a worry wart. <laughs> Ah, I see. So right. I, get, I, get, I, get, I, get, I get obsessive. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh my God, I need to channel everything to solve yeah. this. Yeah, right. Be like, oh, chill out, dude. Step back. Look at a bigger picture. Right. 
because um, I think that's that's something that we, I mean, I see a lot of people so like mm. fall into that trap. Like, no, what what you're doing mm. right now, mm. uh, it's both good and bad, right? Right. Doesn't matter that much in mm. the long run. Mm. Like, if mm. you're embarrassed about some things, don't worry, yeah. it won't won't matter much. Right. Mm. It's more like, did you learn something from this? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then right. this was gonna teach you something anyway. Mm. Uh, but the world wasn't necessarily going to blow yeah. up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think that's a very good point. You know, when I first, um, because I was from the corporate sector as well, so when I first, um, you know, moved into this entrepreneurship, create a whole business kind of thing, one of the mentors, actually, the first thing that he told me is, you know, Jace, you're going to start to do this yourself, right? But please remember, everything happened for a reason. Good and bad, right? Just learn from it. Look, I, I feel that that is actually the most important advice that I have received mm. you know mm. and it's at the right start of the career right or in mm. that sense moving into this so you know so every time go or bad we just tell ourselves don't worry you know there's something to learn about yeah yeah you'll pass you'll pass <laughs> well the catch for that is unless it kills you like. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's all fine until it kills yeah. you <laughs> <laughs> but likewise, like he said, it happens for a reason. So to us, it's maybe you know that's even worse, right? But so this is okay. <laughs> we can handle this. Worse. Yeah, <laughs> this is not so bad. Yeah, this is not so bad. <laughs> yeah, but but most of the things that I think people worry about is not actually a thing that's going to to be serious. Mm. It's mm. the things you can't spot. Right. Then that's where mm. you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that you're really in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, that's true. So Ashima, how about yourself? Mm. What would you tell your younger self? I think persist, like just be mm. persistent, you know? Mm. So like do, it doesn't have to be big leaps you're making, but just keep moving s- slowly in the right direction and just mm. persist. Mm. Yeah. Um, because the one thing that about this journey, like, I mean, if you asked me a year ago to to um, predict some of the things that have happened to me on this journey. I would never in a million years. Like, it just takes you in twists and turns that you just wouldn't expect. And so you just persist, you know, just keep going one small step, one small step. Yeah. Yeah. Because as I said, sometimes it's the things that you don't see. Yeah. 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 And the times when you feel like, you know, why am I doing this? You just persist, mm. you know, just keep going. Mm. Yeah. yeah, persistence is important. Mm. You're a freelancer as well. Right. All right. Thank you so much for joining us yes. on this podcast. Mm-hmm. It has really been a very insightful um, discussion. But before we start to wrap up, uh, would you like to tell the audience again? You know, Sean, would you like to tell the audi- audience about your game and where they can find it? <laughs> when is it coming? Free plug. Okay, so... Um, <laughs> Basically, go, go on Facebook, right. search Battle Sky Brigade. That's B-A-T-T-L-E-S-K-Y space B-R-I-G-A-D-E. Battle Sky Brigade. It'll pop up. Easy. Mm-hmm. Just, just Google that. Cute. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. Cute, cute bunnies. <laughs> if there's bunnies, airships, uh, floating islands, that right. sort of thing. Fighting um, bunnies. Fierce yeah, bunnies. go, go, go. Yeah. Look it up. Yeah. So remember the Facebook uh, accounts, okay? And then Ashima yourself? Yes, so for if you want to be up to date on what's happening with the Phoenix, you can go to thephoenixvr.com mm. and for our company in general, warrior9vr.com. But that's all the time that we have. 
for today. Yeah. So thank you so much thank once you. again. Thank you. Thank, both you. Of thank you. And thank you, you guys, for tuning in to another episode of the Freelance Creative Exchange. Subscribe to our iTunes and Spotify and leave us a review. And also subscribe to our YouTube and leave a comment because we want to hear what you think. Let us know the questions or the freelancers you want to hear from next. So follow us on Creators on uh, Creators at Work at, on Facebook and Instagram, and also our new Instagram for Freelance Creators Exchange, where we will share a lot of our behind the scenes and uh, all our preparations to set up for our shoot today as well. Yeah. That's right. So until then, bye everyone. Bye. 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 <laughs>